Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Chris Vines, and normally Dan Carson is with me, but this week I am flying solo, and I want to talk about something very specific what to do when you get back from a conference. What to do with your youth group when you get back from a conference. Now, what I'm about to say, these these three tips or uh, just pieces of practical advice, one, they are not at all the only things to do, and two, I think that you'll find that they are fairly universal when it comes to whatever you're getting back from, whether it be camp, whether it be a conference, whether it be a DNAL weekend, um, or, or anything in, in that nature. I, I hope this will be helpful for you. And these three, these three things that I'm going to give you is just uh, just practical next steps are, are things that I do um, within my own student ministry, things that I've tried, things that uh, I'm going to try. Uh, and so I hope that they are helpful for you. And I would love, we would love for you to uh, put your own uh, piece of advice in, into this equation. You know, let us know what what you do when you get back from uh, a conference, from a camp, from a D now. How how do you connect with your group further? How do you get them going in the right direction now that the event is over? Uh, I think we would all agree that going to the event, going through the schedule that we've created and that has been created for us at the event, and just moving from A to B to C to D and so forth. Those things are easy. Uh, when you get back home, you unload the trailer, kids load up and go home. What do you do then? How, how do you follow up with any decisions that have been made? How do you follow up with any commitments that kids may have, have made? Um, what's, what's next? And, and, and so I think we all kind of wonder sometimes, all right, what, what do we do uh, to just help our students move forward faithfully in what the Lord has called them to uh, or, or, or just, just what to, what to do next in, in just normal rhythms of life now that the event is over. One thing that we know, uh, we've experienced, and we just know to be true is that events such as conferences, camps, and denials, they, they have a mountaintop experience feel. We know what we mean when we say that. I mean, we come back a lot of times and we're on cloud nine. I mean, we are ready to attack hell with a squirt gun, you know, so to speak, you know, or whatever your your punchline is in that regard. We're we're just excited, and and we're ready to to get to work. We're ready to pursue Christ in a, a zealous and just very uh, maybe more purposeful way than we were before. And, and we know that that's something true for our students. And so we don't want to be a buzzkill and say, oh, well, you need to, you know, level out and say, that, say to them that their experience didn't matter. No, their, their experience did matter. I mean, the event hopefully had a, a very good effect. But one thing that we know to be true is that any event, any conference, no matter what it is, is not meant to be the lasting effect for our spiritual nourishment. Uh, 
one thing that we know to be true is that whenever whenever we go to an event, whenever we are attending a conference, yes, those can be very formative. But we're not meant to use those events as the sustaining energy, if you will, for our daily Christian walk. So, so one thing that I always love to, to read and, and remind our students about whenever we get back from a conference is something that Peter said in Second Peter chapter 1. He wrote this, For when we when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. What's Peter talking about there? Well, he's describing the transfiguration of Jesus. And if you remember, there were only three disciples who went up on that mountain with Jesus, Peter, James, and John. And here we have Peter writing in regards to what they saw. And he says that we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. Now listen to what Peter says next. This is 2 Peter 1, verse 19. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. What's Peter saying? He's saying, we were on the mountain. We heard the voice that spoke over Jesus. This is my beloved son. We had an amazing experience, but then in verse 19 he says, and we have a prophetic word more fully confirmed. What in the world is going on here? I believe what Peter is referring to, what he's trying to get across to those people, that church that he is writing to, is just this thought, one of these thoughts, that God's word, what has been handed down and preserved throughout history, in Peter's day and time, we have the Old Testament. And for us, now we have the Old Testament and the New Testament that have been breathed out by the Holy Spirit. We have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, and we would do well to pay attention to it as a lamp shining in a dark place. So I always like to remind my students when we come back from a conference or from a camp or from whatever event it might have been, I like to remind them, listen, you had, you had a great experience. Don't forget that. Let it change you. Let it, let it have its impact. But know this, moving forward, you have something more fully confirmed. You have the Word of God. And so I want my students on a regular basis to be giving themselves to God's Word. God's Word is our authority. It is enough. It is sufficient for our life and in everything that we we encounter in this life. And, and one thing that I know to be true from my own experience is that as, as good as conferences have been that I've attended in the past, and as much as I've learned and as much as I go back and they're just kind of like stakes in the ground saying, yeah, God did something in my heart at this particular place, at this particular time, at this particular event, while all that's true, none of those have a sustaining effect 
In other words, the experience kind of wears off. I get back into the, the rhythm of life and things just get back to a normal, um, you know, way of, of going. And so what, what now? Does it mean that the experience wasn't good? Does it mean that I'm, I'm messed up? Well, no, it, it just means that whatever that event was, it was not meant to be the sustaining source for your spiritual growth moving forward. Well, what is God's Word? Giving ourselves to the Word of God, because that's where God has promised to meet with us. He says that when we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. It's in His Word that He has spoken. It's in His Word that He has given us truth, revealed truth about who He is specifically, and more importantly, who Jesus is and how we can have a right relationship with Him. And so I want students to know the, the, the beauty and the sustaining power of God's Word on a daily, regular basis. So I, that's, that's, that's just kind of foundational for me. That's just something that, that I always go back to. But today in this particular podcast, what I want to do is give you three just simple tips, if you will, practical pieces of practical advice on what to do with your group now that the trip is over, you, you've unloaded the van, and you're, you're moving on to whatever is next on your, your agenda for your student ministry in the summer, or just, just how, to, how, to, how to move forward from, from there. So the first thing is this, connect or follow up with your students individually. Connect or follow up with your students individually. A lot of times when we go to a camp or to a conference, uh, for instance, our group, we just got back from SOAR, which is a conference down in Dallas. Many of you guys who've heard this podcast have either attended SOAR or you've heard us talk about it, but SOAR is a conference for teenagers that is um, a part of the Baptist Missionary Association of America. And it stands for Sold Out and Radical. It's a two-day conference down in a ho- at a hotel down in Dallas. And this, this year particularly, we were talking about the, um, that we had the theme of called, how we are called to Christ, and how when we've been called to Christ, we have also been called as believers, as followers of Christ, to serve Him in very real ways. So that's what this conference was all about this, this year. And we just got back from that. But, and, and at the conference, there was opportunity for students to you know, scan a QR code and fill out a little form and say what the Lord has, has called them to do or, or just give them a, an opportunity to share what might be on their heart and, and just any decision that they might make. And you know, here's the thing. Your, your students who go to an event like that may have scanned that and done that in their own time, and you never knew it. And so one of the best things I think that we might could do once we get back is connect or follow up with our students individually in order to see, okay, what did God do in their life at this particular event? That's going to give you a, a roadmap forward on how to minister to them most effectively. And so you may, you may, you know, next time you're in your youth room, you may just go ahead and have your own little, you know, follow-up card and, and just give that to everyone and, and prompt them. Say, hey, listen, you know, you guys had a great experience at whatever you just got through with, whatever conference it was. And, and we, I would love to, I'd love to hear 
um, just what God may have done in your life. And so here's a decision card. Here's a commitment card. Here's a, a follow-up form, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to package it as, and just give them an opportunity to, to write down what God did. And, and you can promise them, hey, listen, this is going to be, be between me and you. You know, this is not going to be broadcasted to the group, but I would love to know you know, what God did so that I can be praying for you, but also so that, you know, I can, I can connect with you and help you with whatever the next step may be. And so follow up with them, you know, and what that may do is it may prompt, you know, some of your students who um, knew the Lord was convicting them in a particular way, but didn't respond at the event. That might just give them one more chance to respond uh, to what God is, is calling them to do. All right. So follow up with your students individually. The second thing that I would I would suggest is give them a plan moving forward. Th- this can be a, a general plan, like you know how to how to jump into God's Word, you know, with on a regular basis. Um, so I'm what I'm not saying is don't don't go get a 365 you know day reading plan, a year long reading plan, and just give it to them and say, all right, start reading your Bible. I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, it, it, it may it would be a good thing to read God's word through from cover to cover. But you know, like right now, it's first of July, and some people are type A like me and say, "Oh well, I, you know, man, I don't know how to start a year-long Bible reading plan in the middle of the year. Uh, how in the world am I supposed to keep on schedule all this kind of stuff? I don't even know what happened before." And so, it just is hard to to start something like that in the middle of the year, and also for a teenager who maybe is new to the Bible. That's a very intimidating task to read the whole Bible. Now, again, it's something that we want them to do, but you would be better to maybe just come up with your own little plan of uh, maybe one month through the Gospel of John or two weeks through, you know, uh, the letter uh, from James. Uh, You know, something that is just a little bit more uh, chewable, something that's a little bit more um, accessible for a seventh grader or for a ninth grader, you know, help them just begin taking that next step of pursuing Christ. And we know, as I've already said earlier, that that next step always includes a reliance upon God's Word, getting into God's Word. And so, um, you know, give them those opportunities. Have them, have them, have, give them a plan moving forward. You know, some resources out there that are, uh, I believe, just really good, I'm going to give you one, is the Dwell Bible app. Many of you maybe have heard of this. If you haven't, it is essentially a an audio Bible app, but it's more than just your standard audio Bible. I mean, it's got, within the Dwell app, you have just a plethora of different plans for listening to God's Word. And I love it because I can put my AirPods in and, and hit play, and I can listen through a a very specific portion of God's word. Um, it, it has uh, curated, you know, uh, playlist uh, for just times that you're dealing with particular emotions. Even like if you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad, if you're feeling joyful, you know, whatever it is, you know, it, it gives you scripture, uh, and, and it's already laid out for you on um, on the scripture to listen to when you're going through those particular emotions. And it's only scripture. That's what I love about it. It's not anybody's running commentary of it. It, it is God's word. They have just put verses back to back, you know, uh, to uh, to be able to 
wash over your heart as you just listen to God's Word. And so the Dwell Bible app is a great resource, and I think it's a great one for teenagers as well, especially those who have a hard time uh, just jumping into to reading. You know, I, I really I really love what Don Whitney said in his book, um, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Uh, it's, it's more about Bible intake than it is about Bible reading. Now, I'm paraphrasing his words there, but he has two chapters, I believe, on Bible intake. And it's just about getting the Bible in you. Uh, and, and reading is certainly a way that we do that. But listening is also a way that we get God's Word into our lives. And so um, give them a plan. Give them a plan to move forward and, and make that plan very practical, very simple, and, and make it doable. Uh, and, and when you give them the plan, you know, give them a commitment from you as well. Say, hey, you know, listen, over the next couple of weeks, uh, let's, let's read through James together. And uh, in two weeks' time, you know, I'll go buy you lunch and we can just talk about what you've read and what God may be saying and just begin that discipleship process. And so give them a plan. And along with that, uh, just give them your commitment to, to walk with them as they begin taking the next steps in pursuing Christ and drawing close to Him. So the first thing is follow up with your, your students individually. The second thing is give them a good plan to begin pursuing Christ. And then the third thing I would say, and this is the last one that I'm going to, I'm going to talk about in this particular podcast, is debrief with your parents. Debrief with your parents. Now you can do this in a group setting, you can call a, a special meeting and say, hey, parents, I want to debrief with you about the event that we just got back from. Or you can you can make a, a packet, if you will, a debrief packet to send home to the parents. Something that we know to be true as well when it comes to events, whether it be a camp or a conference or a D-NOW, is a lot of times parents are not present. It's not because they don't want to be. It's just because it's a student event. And so when they get, when your their students get back home, you know, one, those students are exhausted. They're tired from the trip, and now they're getting back into, you know, their own bed, their own house, what's comfortable. And and parents, you know, they want to know what happened, what was going on, how the how the conference go. Did did you learn anything? Did you meet anybody new? I mean, they they would love to just talk up with their student. And, and they ask, you know, maybe certain questions. And one question that that, that parent may ask is, well, how, how did it go? And all of you out there listening know exactly what that student is going to say. Good. Good. Right? That, that's, a, that's a favorite word for anybody. I've got two boys, Carson and Elliot, and they love using that word good. If I ask them how their day was, good. If I ask them how was their dinner, good. Well, good doesn't tell me anything, right? And, and sometimes that can be frustrating as parents. And if you are a parent, you're nodding your head right now and you're like, yeah, I know, I know that to be true. And, and I was talking to my pastor about this uh, just the other day. Like, how can I get past this idea of, of or this, this, this word good, you know? And he said, well, make a game out of it when you talk to your kids. You know, when you're sitting around the dinner table and, uh, you know, you're, you're asking about the day, you know, make it a game and say, all right, you got to tell us how your day was. But the rule is you cannot use the word good and you have to use more than three words to describe your day. And, and I tried that one time and it actually went, went really well. Now, did we, did we, uh, get into a, you know, a really heartfelt conversation? No, not about our day. But the point is we have parents out there. You have parents out there. 
who, who want to know genuinely how the event went for their student. And, and so one of the things that you can do as a student leader, as a student pastor, is give them um, some good information about what happened at the event, right? Just Don't just give them a, a schedule again, but, but give them just a, a brief summary of, of what, was, what was preached about, what, was, what all went on, what all the breakouts were that their student may have went to, and, then, um, and so that they have a, a pretty good idea of what their student listened to and sat under. And, and it also gives them, at that point, some conversational points to ask their student very specifically, hey, how, how was this breakout? Or did you go to this breakout? Or, hey, you know, your speaker's name was this, um, you know, and he said that he was from this place. Uh, what did you think about that? And so now all of a sudden, you're giving your parents an opportunity to engage with their student in a much more direct way about the event. And then I'll, you don't have to make, you know, I mean, you could, you can make, uh, you know, an eight-week devotional, you know, a family devotional to go with all of this. If you want to, go for it. But you don't have to do all that. You can be just very simple and um, and just give them that summary and then maybe give them three or four questions to ask their student um, on their next, you know, five to ten minute car ride across town. Just give them, give your parents an opportunity. Give them some ammunition, if you will, to uh, be able to have a conversation with their student about the event. Because at the end of the day, we want to connect with students, but we also know the importance that we as pastors and as student leaders, we want to connect parents with their students because they're their primary disciple makers. We get to come alongside parents and help them in very key ways along the, the, the growth process. But we have to remember that those parents in that house, like they are the primary disciple makers. And so let's give them um, resources. Let's give them uh, any, anything that we can that would help them connect with their students on a deeper level. And on a real level, all right, not just, you know, not just deeper in the sense of super spiritual, so to speak. I think you guys know what I mean by that. I hope you do. I just mean give them some ammunition to, to really connect, right, on a, on a genuine level with their students that, that would be um, lasting and formative for them. Well, guys, those are my three things. Those are my three pieces of advice. And I know there, there, there's really nothing... Um, flamboyant about them. There's, there's nothing really, uh, you know, just crazy cool about those three things. Uh, but those are three things that I either have done or am doing as part of our student ministry. And uh, when we get back from a conference like SOAR, and because uh, I, I want I want to follow up with my students individually, I want them to have a good plan moving forward. But I also want our parents to know what just happened. You know, I want our parents to have the opportunity to be able to connect with the students in a real way um, that would allow them to um, take their student to the, the next step spiritually. So those are, those are the three pieces of advice I would give you. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys, and I know Dan would as well. What, what would you do? What are you doing um, whenever you get back from camp or from conference? Uh, what's something else that we could add to this conversation? We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and being faithful to your church. Keep doing what you're doing because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. 
Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.